Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Would you like to relax or fall asleep while learning about history? If so, then try my podcast, Calm History. You'll learn all about famous explorers, inventions, civilizations, ancient wonders, and even the Titanic. Just search your podcast player for Calm History or go to calmhistory.com. Hello, welcome to Emotional Badass, where Moxie meets Mindful. I'm your host, Nikki Eisenhower, life coach and psychotherapist. And on today's episode, I'm discussing trauma dumping and bad therapy. I wanted to talk about this because a video went viral recently. A therapist on TikTok mouthing off about a client trauma dumping on them in a first session. That is not even possible. So I want to break that down. I know that this is a big, important topic because the episode that has the absolute most downloads of any episode we have ever done is the episode from the first year that is how to find a healthy healer. First of all, I have to say that it is entirely unprofessional for a therapist to gripe about a client or any in-session experience publicly. We have professional groups to process what is difficult about the profession of therapy and working with the public We have specific groups for that to work with other professionals who are bound by confidentiality so that we have support, so that we can unload, so that we can process and not burn out in the career of counseling. So I want you to know that many people complete counseling degrees and check every box to legally become a counselor. But there are many people who can check all of those boxes and are still radically ill-equipped and unsuited to help people grow, evolve, and increase healthy coping strategies while letting go of maladaptive coping. I have known dozens and dozens of therapists over the course of my life who've never gone to therapy themselves or have only gone a handful of times to fulfill a minimum schooling requirement. When I was in school in Louisiana, my school would say that being in therapy was highly recommended. But a few years ago, something had happened legally. I don't know exactly what. But my professors, my department would say that we cannot enforce it due to the law. We can't make y'all go to therapy. So many people are drawn to the field of counseling. It's a very 
powerful draw that can draw a lot of unhealthy people as well as a lot of people who genuinely want healthiness for themselves and for the people that they work with. But many people who have an innate ego problem, who think that they don't need therapy, want to be therapists. It is an exceptional arrogance and a fear of dealing with the real self while wanting to help other people. It actually is a way to avoid your own work and focus on others. I have known many counselors who did not seem to have grace, emotional intelligence, emotional maturity. They didn't have a desire to get themselves into the counseling hot seat to feel how that feels to do deep work over months and years to get to the core of any issue. I've met therapists who lack deep compassion, who lack spiritual connection, who are lacking in insight, who don't seem to have a sense of humor. I've known people in this mental health field who don't seem to possess a motivation to self-improve in their own right. It's a strange profession to be in when you yourself don't challenge yourself to grow, to evolve. I've known therapists who don't value balance, who don't have an awareness of a mind-body connection, who are complacent in their own lives, depressed, that they don't eat well, they don't rest well, they don't get physical exercise well, they lack courage, they have a negative mindset, and they have unaddressed addiction problems. No one needs or can have a perfect counselor, a perfect mental health guide to walk them through. We can't have any perfect counselor, therapist, doctor, lawyer, etc. So we need to give ourselves a lot of permission to practice discernment, not judgment, but to really practice discernment when choosing the professionals we allow in to the vulnerability of our lives. Fancy degree letters behind a name are not enough. And a licensing board and a license from a board doesn't make anyone safe and doesn't make anyone good at their job. Have you ever heard the joke, what do they call a doctor that finishes last in his or her class? The joke is they call that person doctor. So once you're outside of school, those grades matter very, very little. It just matters that you pass that minimum bar. So it disappoints me. It angers me when I see a professional online with similar credentials doing things that turn people off to getting help. That erodes the idea of therapy being a space to be able to unload the weight of the world. So, what even is trauma dumping? Well, trauma dumping is a term that is an attempt to describe when someone dumps a big old story on someone who isn't a willing recipient. Most of us have done it, especially if you have a trauma history. And most of us have had it done to us. This is maybe part of the human experience that sometimes at different seasons of life, we don't have a lot of grace or a lot of balance or a lot of control about how or when or to whom we unload. And it's at least a bit shaming 
to say that one person trauma dumps on the other because it does take at least two people to have that conversation. And responsibility sits on both people who are having that conversation, not just on one. The other person can say stop or can physically walk away or can assert what they need or can say, hey, this feels like too much for me. Do you need help finding a therapist? And redirect. We have different forms of communicative dumping. Maybe you felt politically dumped on in the past few years. Maybe you felt dumped on by someone's advocacy or political correctness or a workplace dumping when we see people that we spend time with at the workplace. There is no way for a client to trauma dump on a therapist. And if any therapist feels this way, they should not touch trauma work with a 10-foot pole. I've had many clients tell me in very kind ways that very kind therapists told them that they shouldn't talk about their trauma. It would be too re-traumatizing. Or a therapist would tell a client that they couldn't really handle talking about their trauma as if something bad would happen. And that is destructive and ridiculous. Because the truth is, if you lived through the trauma, talking about it releases it. You've already survived it. And there's a moment there where you can connect with your strength for having already survived it instead of fear that talking about it could make it worse. When a healer says this often, it means that the therapist, the healer themselves, hasn't gone deeply enough into their own work to hold space for themselves and what's heavy, what's difficult. Therefore, they don't have the muscles to hold space for other people to go through their own deep work. I am of the belief that we can only take people as far as we've gone ourselves, not just in counseling or psychotherapy, but in many, many aspects of life. We can only guide people to go as far as we have gone ourselves. If you are aware that sometimes your trauma or a story with a lot of heaviness floods out of you like a tidal wave, or if it comes out of you and really at another person like a dumping, please be kind to yourself. Sometimes trauma comes out where and when it does, like a flood breaking through a dam. And we want it to come out. It's good that it comes out. And it's natural and normal for it to be messy as it pours out of us. Sometimes what we can learn in a moment like that as it's pouring out of us is, oh, okay, I really need to find somebody to talk to who can help me learn how to release this and also contain it so it doesn't make my experience of life so messy and give me more things to have to clean up. We might need a support group so that we can stop dumping this on our friends or our partners. We can take pressure off of our support system that isn't trained in how to hold space for you or me and our trauma. We can find more help for ourselves and we deserve more help than we may know how to give ourselves or know how to give ourselves permission to even start to look for. We can learn to ask, hey, 
part of my support team, my support network, person who loves me, do you have the space to listen to this right now? I really, really feel like I could use a good talk. Does my trauma story hurt you in any way when I talk about it? Have I put you into a position to play therapist when you are my friend? Am I asking too much of you? Because friends and therapists have similarities and differences. It's okay to talk about this with a healer and with a trusted friend. Sometimes friends can be there willingly to help and listen, and it's all good because they have the constitution, the personality, and the willingness to hold that space. And sometimes it does get heavy, and they might not have space because of what's going on in their own lives, even if they want to. And they may not know, a very well-intentioned person may not know what to say or to do for you in that moment. We also don't want to have an identity that is about our trauma. And we don't want the primary way that we connect with people to be through pain. Rather, we want to connect with people through love and care, consideration, respect, compassion for ourselves and for others. All relationships are a constant negotiation, even within the relationship with ourselves. So those questions may be unusual. You may hear me outline those questions and they may frighten you. They may rattle our vulnerability because it's not the typical way that we hear people talk or engage one another. That's exactly why I'm giving these tips because as highly sensitive people, part of what we learn how to do is accept how we're wired, who we really are, how we're similar and how we're different than the average person. We're about 15 to 20% of the population. That's what we think. So we can give ourselves permission to ask questions in a way that might be very different than how other people relate or move through their relationships. Would you like to relax or fall asleep while learning about pivotal moments in history? If so, then try my new podcast, Calm History. It's a time machine of tranquility filled with immersive and fascinating stories from history. Prior episodes include The Pilgrims, Marco Polo, Henry Ford, Joan of Arc, Jackie Robinson, Klondike Gold Rush, Ancient Greek Olympics, Easter Island, and the Great Pyramid of Giza. There's also a six-part series about the Titanic. Just search your podcast player for Calm History or go to calmhistory.com. If you are confused about how to find a healthy healer or confused about the current healer in your life, if you don't know if this person is healthily challenging you or if your intuition is saying, this is not the right person for me, this isn't the right kind of discomfort that's going to help me grow and face myself. If you're trying to figure out, is this person a good fit for me or not? 
go back and find that old episode that I did called How to Find a Healthy Healer. This remains, and I imagine it will remain for the next five and 10 years at a minimum, if not forever, a major issue for those of us that are big feelers and come from dysfunctional homes because we launch into our adulthood when we come from a chaotic background, frankly, with broken people pickers. And from that place of having our people picker wounded, we then have the task of finding a healthy healer. No wonder it scares the hell out of us. No wonder we don't understand if we're doing it right, if this is a a person's energy that fits for us to lean into, or if there is a permission there to walk away, to let go, and to move on, to test out the next connection, to see if that one feels like a yes in our intuitive body. Do not beat yourself up if trauma dumping is part of how you've moved through till this moment. I certainly had periods in my life where I did this. Please be kind to yourself and understand that that is a choice, a choice that sometimes gets asked of ourselves moment to moment as we heal. You have the choice to meet this new information, if this is new for you, with self-compassion, with understanding. Or with compassion and understanding for someone in your life that has maybe done this with you or to you and you didn't know what to do to help yourself or to help them in that moment. Certainly through my teens and early 20s, it was the best I could do because it came out of me as a flood. When we've stuffed our feelings and our story to be able to survive, it can come out like volcanic eruptions because it comes out the way that it can, often messily. And that is okay, it has to be. Do not stuff for fear of dumping. Know that you can take your power here. You can always put pen to paper and dump out your words till you feel a release, a clearing, an enoughness, Till you have put those words on paper and witnessed for your own inner child that you are listening to you, that you are here for you, that you are never truly alone because little you on the inside now has grown up you to face this world and to hold your little girl or your little boy hand as you walk through this often confusing, paradoxical life. Pen to paper is a great way to offer yourself such a focused release in a place that is happy to receive what is asking to flood out of you. And later, if it makes sense, if it's right, if your intuition guides you to do so, you can take such writings to the healer of your choice. We are all works in progress, not just clients, every therapist out there, whether they're taking on and owning that they're a work in progress or whether they're in denial of it. We all have messy human times and seasons. And as therapists, yes, we can't just give up our work when life gets a little hairy. Some people are really great at never letting anybody see that mess. These shows that I do over this microphone, they're curated, they're edited. Sometimes my concern is that I'm accidentally giving a false impression that I'm not a messy and flawed, imperfect human. I promise you that I am. We find that balance in our own work as therapists and as clients 
about what we have to own in the moment and how to have appropriate boundaries to live this life. We can find that balance between giving a healer reasonable human grace and giving yourself permission to move on and find a better fit if that's what your gut and your head is saying. I hope there's something in this episode that helps you hold space for yourself, that helps you see yourself with more respect and self-compassion. No matter what you are healing from and processing, I want you to know that you have survived every single day and every single moment. You can offer yourself strength and you can light up for yourself by acknowledging just how far you've come. It can be true. You can see that there's a long way to go, but you don't have to focus on that. You really can focus on, wow, look how far I've come. And every single day, I learn more about who I am, what can work for me in this world and what doesn't, what to say yes to, what to say no to, what to lean into, what to lean away from, and how to love myself through this messy human experience. I want to invite you into our growing Patreon community. You can come and join at the $2, $5, or $10, or $20 level if you're a super fan. At the $10 level every month, I offer a live stream Q&A. Last month was hope. This month is intuition. The intuition is probably the thing I get the most questions about. Because if you're a highly sensitive person, I know that you are interested in learning the difference between intuition and anxiety so that you can be guided by source, tap into source, tap into this guidance system that we may never ever be able to fully scientifically study, but we know it's there. We feel it. We sense it. If you've ever walked into a room after someone has had an argument Energy cannot be denied. That's why we have phrases like cutting the tension with a knife. When you come to Patreon and sign on, you are voting and supporting Emotional Badass in staying commercial free. There are reasons why every podcast that you love adds advertisements. That's how you cover the cost of producing the show. So to all of you who have disposable income and with all of the millions and billions of things that are pulling at you to spend that income, thank you so much to those of you that have chosen because it is a choice to show up on Patreon for your continued growth and to support the growth of our show. Every single day we get messages on Instagram, on our email, everywhere of relief that they have realized that they are part of a highly sensitive tribe, that they can validate their deeply feeling intuitive experience and that healing from post-traumatic stress type symptoms where our bodies, our minds feel like they get hijacked when triggered, that we can actually heal that, integrate healing and wholeness into this body so that we can leave surviving mode and learn how to thrive. We get messages like that every single day here at Emotional Badass. Those of you at Patreon, we could not do it without your financial support. 
couple hundred years ago, I think y'all would bring me chickens and eggs and milk. That would be the exchange. Today in this modern society, it is money that pushes things forward. Thank you to those Patreon supporters who have pushed our show forward. As we end this year, I'm realizing we're about to complete four years of producing this show and we have never missed a weekly episode release. Immediately upon joining Patreon, you get access to more than 35 exclusive episodes that you have not heard on the public iTunes feed. Some of the episodes are very similar to what you hear. Some of them are very different. That is a smaller community where I can be a little more personable, share even a little more deeply because I feel cocooned and held by that smaller community. Thank you, Patreon producers of the show. Shout outs. That's one of the things that we do when you join at Patreon. When you join, we don't just shout your full name. You get to tell us how you would like to be represented in this shout out. So I want to thank the backbone of our show, Jennifer, Dorothy, DM. I want to thank Charlene, Beth, Elizabeth, El Polano, Shay, Will, Beth, Debbie, Sandra, and Anne-Marie. Light and love, thank you all of you for being the change in the world. We change the world one person at a time by doing our internal work. And when we do so, we subconsciously influence the people around us. It gives subconscious permission because they see us doing our work. It gives other people subconscious permission to do their own by changing ourselves, growing ourselves, by valuing self-development. We show the world that it's okay. Thank you for doing that for yourself, your inner child, and the entire world. I'm an emotional badass. You are an emotional badass. And together, we are where Moxie meets Mindful. Light and love, and I will be right here next time with another episode next week. Bye-bye. Would you like to relax or fall asleep while learning about history? If so, then try my podcast, Calm History. You'll learn all about famous explorers, inventions, civilizations, ancient wonders, and even the Titanic. Just search your podcast player for Calm History or go to Calm History dot com.